Hey, this is Ralph D'Amato, the producer from Pretending I'm a Superman, the Tony Hawk video game story. And I'm just uh, here with Greg and Sam from We Podcast and We Know Things. Check them out. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 230 Whoa. of We Podcast and We Know Things, where we recap all of the week's nerdy news. My name is Greg Hall, and alongside of me, as almost always, for at least 215 of them, the best damn voice in the business, Sam Matura. We live in a society where there was no extra Joker scenes in the Grey Edition. I was waiting for it. So not only did Sam watch the Snyder Cut twice, he watched that it. Thir- that was the thir- a third time. time. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then and the Whedon Cut. So in the last seven days, <laughs> he's watched fourteen and a half hours of Justice League, and I just want to put that out there to the universe. Uh, and and believe it or not. I really enjoyed the gray edition. Yeah, we uh, have recorded a Snyder Cut spoiler cast like we said we were going to on our social media. We decided instead of lumping it in this episode because there is so much other shit to talk about. We ended up doing a bonus episode that's going to drop in the next couple days. Yeah, you don't want the Wee Pod four hours edition. Yeah, yeah, you don't want the Snyder Cut of this episode. So we decided (laughs) to do... Uh, a bonus episode, so we'll throw that out to you in the next couple days, and uh, and you can hear our unbridled thoughts, spoilerific opinions on Zack Snyder's Justice League. We're really, really happy with the way it turned out, and we're hoping that you enjoy it too. But because we didn't want to do such a long episode tonight, and because we know not everybody wants to hear the spoilers, it's only been out a week, this, that, and the other, we decided again to break it up, and this will be Snyder Cut Free if you will. Uh, We are live on Zencaster. Thanks to all the folks at Zencaster for what you do for the show. You guys are awesome. We love your platform. Zero glitches. Zero. Uh, Every week, like, never like, no worry. One click, bam, there you are. There's our our volume. We're good to go. We got our picks of the week. We got trivia following that. 3.5 for Sam, 2.5 for me. We're going to start it off in movies where a Ghost of Tsushima movie has been announced just before We went on the air, so pretty breaking in that aspect. Uh, We're going to have an update on the David Ayer cut, or lack thereof, of Suicide Squad. Not not, uh, James Gunn's Suicide Squad, which, by the way, is getting a trailer the day this episode releases. So be on the lookout for that. We got some conversation going on about the Black Adam film, um, about a million other things. Like, I'm telling you, it's going to be insane. Disney released updates for seven movies Uh, And their release schedules, we have every single one of those covered. That's where our top three is going to lie. We're going to talk about movies that would make us get back to the theater. Uh, Something I never thought I'd say in 2021. We have an update or news on Ace Ventura Pet Detective. Excited for that. Um, A reminder about a Disney Plus show dropping tomorrow. And you might think it's Falcon and the Winter Soldier episode two, but it's not. We do, however, have our impressions of Falcon of the Winter Soldier, episode one, and again, our expectations for the rest of the show. Did it hit? Did it miss? And what are we looking forward to next? Can't wait to talk about that. Again, a billion more stories in TV. Uh, Hawkeye spinoff, National Treasure, just to throw some... Mike Tyson is going to make an appearance in the TV section <laughs> before Sam takes it over in gaming where we have the review... A little of bit Monster of everything Hunter. this week. We have the review of Monster Hunter Rise. I have impressions of a new indie title that just dropped this week so thank you to our friends at east asia soft for sending along the review code for that so we'll talk a little bit about that we have a, an update on the uh, much anticipated dc game gotham knights that 
is a positive, but also a negative, and a little conversation around that. Some stuff about Resident Evil, new Pokemon Snap, Sam's weekly WADA, and then we'll get on out of here. And I didn't tell you probably a third of what we're going to be talking about tonight. <laughs> you got the cliff notes. Before we dive into our picks of the week, I want to give a really special shout out. And no, not for our Instagram contest. That was on our Snyder Cut. You will get your shout out there. I want to give a, a special shout out to one of our listeners. His Instagram handle, I'm going to send it out there now. Please go follow him. He has been amazing to us since he started listening to the show, interacting every week with us, this, that, and the third. But I want to give him a special shout out. Panel underscore surfing. P-A-N-E-L underscore surfing. And the reason I want to give him a shout out, it's simple. We give our picks of the week. So you guys, his name, by the way, on Instagram, if you're looking him up, is Motherfucker Jones. And his, his real name's Ross. What's going on, That's buddy? who you want to go follow. He's yeah. fantastic. But the reason we give our picks of the week is so you can all go have something to watch, listen to, play, something we recommend. And last night at 1030 Eastern time, I get a DM from our friend panel underscore surfing. He said, and I quote, I watched I Care A Lot last night per your recommendation, Greg. Fan-fucking-tastic. I was not expecting that ending, and I'm glad it delivered. And yeah, that's he ex- messaged me after. He said, I'm going to gas Greg up. <laughs> and that's exactly <laughs> what I had said on this podcast. I'm so kidding. Said, I'm kidding. I said, hell yes. I'm so glad you enjoyed it, because that movie is great. There was one jarring scene. I didn't ask him about that and his thoughts on that. But there was one jarring scene, but amazing ending. Took it from out of left field and delivered on expectations. So I said, would you mind if I gave you a shout-out on the podcast, because you – took our recommendation and went with it and enjoyed it. Folks, that's why we do our picks. We could aim for our health. It's to give you all recommendations to watch, play, listen to, and just have some fun with during your nerdy weeks. And I'm going to do you one bet. I'm going to give him a second shout out, Ross, because March is Brain Injury Awareness Month. And our buddy, uh, Chris, Dollar Bin Bandit on IG, he was doing a, a donation, a charity to, you know, to, to, to donate. So Ross put a... Um, put a uh, Instagram post out there does a, him like flex and make it a muscle. And he kind of makes a comment saying for every fiend member, you know, for the comic book fiend club that does the, you know, like post a picture of you flexing and you tag him in it with like a muscle emoji. He will donate $5 for each fiend to do it. And you know, you know me, I've never posted a flex picture in my entire 31 years on this planet, but being that it's for a good cause, um, a bunch of the fiends, Wind up posting some funny, you know, some goofy flex pictures, tagged him, and it, he true to his word after I think it was like a two-day deadline or a week or something. I think he donated $125 to brain injury awareness. I thought that was freaking awesome. He definitely deserves a shout-out. He's a great guy. Thanks for listening. Keep being you, Ross. Cheers, brother. Not only am I not a Fiend member, but I don't have any muscles to flex, so I'm glad that I didn't have to post a picture of me flexing because muscles aren't supposed to drop down to the floor. So that would have been uh, an ugly situation. Thank you so much. Panel underscore surfing. Give them a follow on Instagram. We appreciate that. But it is time where we start normally where we customarily do with our picks that you should go check out of the week. I don't care what anybody says. I enjoyed coming to America, too. (laughs) <laughs> if you people are, are going yeah, in you go for it dude no seriously like, yeah. what are you guys going in expecting godfather like i know what i was going in like come on it, you know the 88 original film you know it's going to be eddie murphy arsenio hall doing just wacky shit and it, it was exactly what it was tracy morgan's in it 
you already knew Wesley Snipes was going to be, you know, he, he was hysterical to me. Just his walk alone had me cracking up. But, dude, for being on Amazon Prime, watching my own home, I I, I got some belly laughs, man. Like, for, you know, I think it was just shy under two hours. Like, hey, I, I got to just forget about whatever was going on outside or work, whatever. You got to just focus on this movie, laugh a little bit. You kind of jump back into this freaking crazy world. And this movie's about that, you know, he never had it or... He finds out that he has an illegitimate son and he has to go back to New York and get him. So, uh, you know, uh, James Earl Jones character, the king, he he kind of passes away and they need a rightful heir after Eddie Murphy steps down. So they're trying to get that prince. And for everything that kind of came together, all the humor, they go back to the barber shop where you have Eddie Murphy playing the old guy, Arsenio Hall playing the old guy. And it's a whole bunch of crazy ass jokes that some shit that I feel like that the world kind of needed just to hear sometimes you just needed to laugh and you know if you guys want to leave your brain at the door have a good laugh you have amazon prime and you've seen the first coming to america i highly suggest you watch coming to america too look at you i i expected you to like it i did not expect you to like it at that level oh dude it, it i don't i'm trying to think of i don't want to say the, the one scene because it, it's wesley snipes and he just comes out of nowhere with this character and he, he's hilarious yeah and, and Eddie Murphy and Arsenio, too, they still got it, man. They're they, they still funny together. I did not watch it based on just what other people were saying. I, I was it's, it's got a 50% on Rotten Tomatoes for what it's worth. Yeah, I know we generally don't care about that stuff. Like, I like some real bad shit. And so, like, eventually this will it probably... It don't matter what they list. say. One of my favorite movies is, like, a 27% rating. So I don't care what it is. Like, it don't matter. You have to go and see for yourself and, you know, not just listen to the critics all the time. I love the room. What else do you need to know? You know what I mean? I love bad movies. So I think eventually this will make my watch list. It hasn't yet. And it it won't for probably a while. Maybe if we're just looking to scroll through, I just recently subscribed uh, five bucks a month to Apple TV plus. So we've been obsessed with that. I got Ashley to finish Ted Lasso. She absolutely loved it. My third time since Christmas going through that series. Um, She loved it. And we watched a couple of Apple TV plus exclusive movies, cherry and Palmer. So uh, we've been all over that service lately. Not my picks of the week, um, but just kind of putting it out there that Apple TV Plus has some hitters. My daughter actually got us to subscribe to it because she loves Snoopy. And that's where all the Snoopy content is. Um, Then Disney Plus has the Peanuts movie. So Ah. we got our Snoopy covered for her. But I digress. My pick of the week. Drink. uh -uh, No, it's listen. Listen is the drink. Well, I digress. digress. I, I, I digress is in second place. I, I drink digress or whatever you do. I drink. Um, <laughs> all right. If you want to, never mind. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to claim my co-host <laughs> on the air. Fuck that. I'm going to be the bigger person. I'm going to move on. I, I will digress uh, into my pick of the week, which is an HBO exclusive, not HBO Max, an HBO exclusive. Now, I found it through HBO Max is obviously all HBO content goes there. But what I thought was really unique about this series was it actually started in HBO Europe. And it was uh, for that audience alone. And it ended, I think, in November of 2020. And it was so powerful, so gripping, so highly rated that it actually made its way stateside, which doesn't happen often. I know HBO is not pumping out brand new content right now with these new shows and everything. I am looking forward to the Nevers beginning in April. But uh so I don't know that Monday night at 10 o'clock time slot. I know isn't bumping for a lot of people, but this show caught my eye because it's about hockey and hockey is my favorite sport. So naturally I'm going to kind of gravitate towards it. And it's called bear town. 
And I had tweeted about this show when I was done watching it, that it's an absolute must watch if you love drama, thriller, psychological, oh my God, like you need to watch this shit. And it, it, I love that it veils itself in hockey. It's in Swedish. The whole show is in Swedish. Uh, it's got English subtitles, very good subtitles, very clean, very good translation, very easy to follow. They're big on the screen, so it doesn't distract from you, what you're watching, but it's also not too big to where the text takes over the picture. It's actually really, really well done. It's only, like I said, five episodes. It's a limited series. There will not be a season two uh, to this show. You can get it done in five hours, uh, just a night, basically, just a little bit longer than the Snyder cut, if you will. Uh, but here's what the kind of official uh, description is from IMDb. <clears throat> Hockey is the last beacon of hope in Beartown, and being responsible for it is a heavy burden. The day of the semifinal match is also the catalyst for a violent act that will leave blank traumatized and a town in turmoil. And so you read this and you think, okay, it's going to be about hockey, but then there's going to be like a murder in a small town. And it's kind of like the whodunit mystery thing. And I'm all in for that shit. Swedish, Arabic, Botswana, I don't, I, I don't care. Swahili, I'm, I'm in. I'm in. I'm in. Like I love subtitled shit anyway. I'm cool with it, except for anime for some reason. But whatever. You I, don't I, make I, sense. I don't. I never have and I never will. So anyway, Bear Town, five episodes. The first episode, all about hockey. I'm loving it. This team, they stink. They're the only thing saving this town. And their junior team has to win it all, this tournament. So the sponsors don't leave. The the team gets shut down, which would turn in turn, you know, get rid of jobs and people go out and then the town would go under. Like it's how do we save this town? But while this tournament's going on, this violent act happens. And it like pivots so fucking fast from this feel good hockey mighty ducks shit into this real fucking hard hitting drama thriller that takes you on a ride for the next three episodes after the MacGuffin happens that you won't want to miss. I'm telling you the subtitles are so easy to follow. You'll love it. They mentioned real NHL players and like the, the coach was, he came back from the NHL. So they talk about the actual league. There is a lot of hockey in it so you got to kind of like hockey um it, it's not like the center stage like you don't really have to understand the rules but i mean they play a lot of hockey in the show bear town, if you knew a little bit about it the finale just aired this week in america like i said it's been done in, since november but the fifth episode just aired this last monday and i caught it live and boy howdy it was it ends okay like it ends fine i won't say it it delivered a hundred percent to what I was expecting, but nothing ever really does live up to expectations you build up in your mind. Check it out. If you have HBO, HBO max bear town, I cannot fucking recommend it enough, man. It's powerful. It hits you hard, especially if you have kids, just check it out, man. It's, it's super, super good. And even if you know, Swedish a plus for you and a little, extra. <laughs> but there it is bear town for me. And, uh, and for Sam coming to America too. Yeah, man. So to say that our picks of the week this week are different is, a, is an <laughs> understatement. But let's let's get into our trivia, Sam. It's three and a half for you, two and a half for me. I'm going to give you the question first. Let you get a commanding lead over my ass because I was stumped this week uh -huh. to think of a question. So I just threw something at the wall and hope it's stuck. If you uh, paid attention to an interview me and you did two years ago, if you remember it at all, you'll get this answer right. 
Okay, we got. We we interviewed the director of the film The Last Blockbuster. His name was Taylor Morden. Great guy. The movie just hit Netflix. It's trending in the top 10 every day. I watched it. It's phenomenal. Check it out. Check out our episode, too, because, boy, howdy, some of the shit we talked about did and did not make it to the final cut. But anyway, the last blockbuster, what city in America is it located in? I forget. It's actually the last blockbuster in the world. Yeah, I know. I forget. What, What are the names again? Of the cities? Yeah. The choices? Yeah. Is it in Bend, Oregon? Is it in Bismarck, North Dakota? Is it in South Anchorage, Alaska? Or is it in Salt Lake City, Utah? Bend, Oregon. That is correct. You have four to two and a half. Yeah. As as soon as you said it, I almost just like said, stop. That was it. All right. Cool. All right. What is Martian the Manhunter's weakness? It's definitely not breathing air like War of the World. <laughs> Can I get the answers? I don't know. <laughs> I just like where your head went. <clears throat> okay. You have A, fire, B, magic, C, lightning, D, red kryptonite. Hmm. Well, my weakness is fire, so let's go there. You are correct. I think... I think it, it, it's a very well-known weakness that Martian Manhunter is like fires like is his only weakness. Gotcha. Yeah, I think that's two weeks in a row we both got him right. I believe that is. So it's about four to three. All four right, to three. That. We're moving. This one's moving along pretty well. I'm not gonna Heck, lie, dude. We need it from last time. It only took a year to win. So at, at least li- let's try to get it done in like six months here. Literally a year. This is a movie I'm so psyched to talk about as we transition into the movie section. It's coming out the day you're hearing this, so you best believe that I'm going to watch it. The day this episode drops, I'm already going to have it watched. I can't wait to watch it. It's called, excuse me, I'm sorry. It's called Nobody with Bob Odenkirk. Where where is it dropping at again? Netflix, I believe. Perfect. Wait, I want to say Netflix. Now I don't think I I don't think it is. I think it's just the movie release. Are you serious? I thought oh. I saw it on like previews and shit. I'm on Netflix's app right now. Hold on. Yeah, I'm at nobody right now, and I don't think so. No, I thought this was on Netflix. Nope, theatrically. Oh, theatrically. Yeah. that's awful. Well, yep. regardless, it's not going to make my list of movies I would go to the theater for as we go to. 83% of Rotten Tomatoes. Well, I think that this review is going to go pretty close in alignment with that. As we have the review for this, it's Bob Odenkirk, action hero. That definitely wasn't something I expected in my life when this year started, but it turns out it's exactly what was missing. His role here allows the actor another fascinating turn in an acting career fairly filled with them. Yes, it's gruesome and violent and wickedly funny and surprisingly poignant. And while those Keanu comparisons are always going to be there, Nobody easily holds a candle to John Wick. Ado, that is correct. And 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 so that's it's a John all, Wick clone, basically. Yeah, but th- that, that's all needs to be. We we like Bob Odenkirk. We love John Wick. So I have no doubt that we're going to love this. Some, I swear to God, it was coming to Netflix, and I had my entire Friday night planned out, and now I don't. And it's well, I'm, imagine fun. being all ready for it on Friday. At least your boy had you on a look to let you know beforehand. You do have me. On a look. The uh, director, <laughs> Elon Neushuler. I don't know. Christopher Lloyd's in it, by the way. And so is Connie Nielsen. She was in uh, Zack Snyder Justice League. Oh, there you go. Oh, yeah. She was one of the Amazons, right? 
Yes, she, she was the like mother the of... main Amazon. Yes, <laughs> yep. I was like the Amazon. Yeah, <laughs> the leader. Yep, that's right. I know that face. I know that face. No, I am psyched to see this. I like the first two John Wick movies. I love Bob Odenkirk. You mash those two things together. It's like bagels and hardware. Uh, you bring my two loves together. Bagels and hardware. <laughs> you remember what that's from? It, your voice reminded me of Futurama. No, it's, uh, it's uh, John Spiderman of the uh, the Spiderman Spiders. Oh, Spiderman Spiders. Do you know what that's from? Is that uh, CD music? Close, close. It's a drive-thru DVD. Uh, okay, I was, okay, I was in the right ballpark. All yeah, right. hidden in plain view, drive-thru DVD. John Spiderman of the Spiderman Spiders. So that is our only review in the movie section. Let's get into the news. And let's talk about Ghost of Tsushima. And that is a video game. An amazing one. Both in our top three last year. Sam's game of the year in 2020, as a matter of fact. And we will get a movie. It is in development. Sony announced the deadline and everybody's announcing it. It is as real as real can get. But the coolest part of this whole thing is talking about John Wick a minute ago with nobody. This makes a lot of sense because the John Wick director will be doing this film. Oh, Mike, like this. I mean, I, I would. Of course, we always talk about that. We love our samurai movies. I think we had last of the samurai. The last that I watched were my three live action Roni Kenshin movies. Still waiting for the, the two new ones to come out. But this one, can we just hire the cast that did the motion capture? Because they did a phenomenal job, and I want I want them in live action. Chad Stahelski, I think is how you say his name. Yeah, yeah he Very will close. be he will be directing it. Um, you're absolutely right. Like the the mocap, the everything that Ghost of Tsushima brought to the table. I, you know that writing team. I hope is attached to this in some in some form or fashion because you saw Sucker Punch and that team that created Ghost of Tsushima more specifically has actually been like uh, praised by the actual island of Tsushima, Japan, and they're actually going to be ambassadors for like the Americas uh, over there. So like. That team knows the culture, knows the history, has already written a fantastic game. There's clearly a sequel in the works. This is the team, you know, you split off a couple of them and then they can write this project and then, you know, pass it down the lane, however you want it to be. I just need the team that wrote the game to be involved somehow in writing the movie. Oh my God. No, you're, you're absolutely right. I, but again, this has to be like three, four years out, if not longer. Now, does for you... Right now, we don't know what the sequel game will be about. We don't know if he ventures away from Tsushima Island and goes and tries to conquer another prefecture or whatever, goes to the mainland. And we don't know that. But for the game, are you looking for more of a retelling of the film where he's trying to save his uncle, this, that, or the other? Or are you looking for a brand new story, maybe not even around Jin Sakai? I mean, if they do do like Jin Sakai or whatever, I mean, they could change the story around where. You know that it, it's different. That it all—it's not the same exact thing that that what we did. It, you know, it could be somewhat similar, but they could definitely change it around. Or shit, I dude, I don't care what they do. You just get put me back in that world. But again, I hope they do the same thing what they did in the game. They just and kind of just like what Zack Snyder did. They have here's the color version, and here you go. Here's the black and white version. Also, they give you know just like the game. I wouldn't mind if they did because with the old samurai, like they wanted in the game, they really wanted you to feel like you're in watching an old samurai movie. So not only did they do a color and a black and white, they also did an English and a fully Japanese voice acted boy. Howdy. Would that be awesome if they did some sort of Japanese dub of it with English sub, even if it's the English voice act, like the English actors with, you know, their mouths moving in English and you just get the Japanese dub, just something to give us that old school feel of like, feudal japan again like i would i well, would I mean, mind something like that like maybe even if it's a director's cut on a blu-ray instead of theatrical that's fine with me too no i mean i i think they totally would do that why wouldn't they uh because it takes money 
<laughs> I don't know. I just don't know. Now, like Sony had announced Twisted Metal TV series and The Last of Us HBO. So like you could tell they're taking their tentpole franchises and really making them something else. I have to imagine because like you, I believe this will probably be after um, it'll obviously be well after Uncharted comes out. It'll be probably yeah. after oh, the yeah. Twisted Metal series. And and I would say Last of Us um, kind of. Debut. I would hope. So I hope they. I hope those three projects find success and like a financial success moreover, because then you got that back, you know, that backing of a, of a high production team, Sony, their movie slate isn't very highly regarded. They also do a lot of really, really, really abrupt product placement. I don't know where Sony's product placement could fit in feudal Japan. But yeah. You ain't going to throw a Gatorade a, or a Coke in there. They'll find a way to make the store to Sony. Store. I don't know, but, uh, I am totally looking forward to this one. Now, my big question to you before we move on is you have Uncharted film, which we haven't seen anything of yet. You have the an HBO Last of Us series, which we're going to talk about soon. Speaking of following the plot, you have this, you have the Twisted Metal series. They're the big four PlayStation franchises that are getting adaptations on the some sort of screen. Where does this one fit in for you in terms of hype? I think... I, I think it's probably a solid number two. I think number one is still going to be Twisted Metal. Probably Uncharted gets pushed to number three just because of how much I really love this game. Uh, so The Last of Us is four for you, even after you got the castings of Pedro Pascal and the Bear Island Gale. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's shocking. It, it, I mean, it, it, like, again, I'm going to see everything. It, it just like this is kind of my most recent like oh I, I just I've recently beat this game so it's still kind of fresh in my mind so I, I wouldn't mind jumping back to that world but the, I mean I'm sure once I see that Uncharted trailer I'm sure my mind could change oh nope can't wait to see it yeah and you know we've been talking for our next story about this for a long time and will it happen won't it happen and it's only a matter of time and I've been on the record of saying I don't know I don't know about that one Tim but uh, you know what I there could be could be a red herring but it's come out recently that uh there will be no david air cut of the suicide squad and I know that's something you've been looking forward to potentially happening i mean still you, you never say never i still think it's way too early to say that especially his film doesn't you know need nearly half of what zach's needed to get finished but i, I mean hey i'm not going to be like oh my god this is my must-see movie but i i think the man deserves to you know like a, a trailer company cut the hit cut this film together. I, I think the man deserves to at least get his own cut. Yeah, that, no, that's all. That's all I'm saying. I hear you. And um, Warner Brothers CEO and Sarnoff came out and said, we will not be developing a David Ayer cut. And I think a little bit of that is James Gunn needs his time to shine. A, a new Suicide Squad movie is literally coming out in August in just a few months. So there's that. Uh, and also on top of that, there was no more Batman project from, you know, Zack Snyder or right now. I mean, you have Pattinson's coming next year in 2022 that still leaves a year but there really wasn't anything going on so i think that the snyder cuts release window was even kind of almost perfect especially now with covid like this was a thing to bring us all together and, and watching this world where you have this new suicide squad which is a refresh on the series we're all looking forward to it it looks bloody brilliant i can't wait for the trailer on friday but it's funny when uh the quote came out from sarnoff that said, we won't be developing a uh, David Ayer's cut. David Ayer retweeted it, uh, quote tweeted it with the word, why? 
with a yeah, sad face. Yeah, with like the the eyes watering emoji. Yeah. And it's like you know, it's heartbreaking. Again, like the guy's movie got shredded, just kind of mm. what Zack Snyder's did. He got dissected, and the yeah. same thing happened to him. And again, you know, uh, Leto's not my favorite Joker. I mean, I'm I'm on record saying that many times. But I mean, again, I'd still like to see David's kind of you know his vision, what what he intended for this film. And if you'd like to hear our thoughts on Jared Leto's Joker in Zack Snyder's Justice League, check out our spoiler cast again coming in a couple of days. But uh, I am fine with this. <laughs> I'll see how James Gunn's is. And then I'll be like, damn it. If it sucks, I'm like, damn it. I wish that there would be Ayers Cup, but I really don't think it's going to stink. I really think we're in for a wild romp. James Gunn is pretty darn i won't say perfect filmmaker we're in but, i think we're in good hands with james but we're in damn good hands i mean like yeah. i said it has to be half as good as guardians and it's going to be a phenomenal film and you know i mean john cena is already getting a peacemaker spinoff that's how much confidence they have yeah yeah that's how much they liked him in that movie he spun off his own show shot it filmed it before it even saw one <laughs> fucking trailer yeah well he's not wrestling right now so he's got time uh pierce brosnan you have been before i even say what he's doing you have been on the record of this pod even as literal as last week saying who's going to be dr fate i can't wait for them to cast dr fate give me some dr fate news well we got it and will it, it into existence baby pierce brosnan i can't think of a better casting what do you think uh, i am actually perfectly okay with it i had a couple people slide in my dms as they do uh kind of saying how i the like, ladies <laughs> kind of basically saying like man ain't he 70 well he's 67 calm down <laughs> but he yo he i i think we're we're still fine he's a great actor yes we know he was james bond he was in plenty of other great movies mrs doubtfire and and and, and uh what's the other tv show remington steel that he did back in the day which kind of basically why he blew up um i i have faith if the rock has faith and Pierce, I mean, why shouldn't we? I mean, I think the last new movie I seen him in was maybe The Foreigner. Did you say? Did you say Mrs. Davar? I did. I did. Of course, I okay. snuck that in. You, well, you're forgetting his Mia Culpa, his magnum opus, uh, Mama Mia. Thank you. you well, know. I never had to sit through that. Thank, thankfully, I have. <laughs> I, I know cool. you did. So not that's my, not my know. favorite. Of not course not. And of course, Dante's Peak, that will always be a classic for me. I, I love Dante's Peak. Were but, you more of a Dante's Peak guy or a Volcano guy? I would say Don, Dante's Peak because I remember watching it in school and I really liked it because he was James Bond. I agree too. <laughs> I think Dante's Peak is the better Volcano film. They came out like a month Dude, ago. Dude, he, well, he was, he was James Bond in 95. Dante's Peak dropped in 97, followed by Tomorrow Never Dies. So it's like. Well, I, somewhere in the 90s, it was, uh, he was in Miss Doubtfire somewhere in there too. Yeah, well, Mrs. Dalfar was that was 94, uh, 93, something like that. I think that was older than that. 90, yep, 93. Yeah. Oh, he was in Mars Attacks, too. Let's not forget. Again, so he was in a lot of stuff. And I, I again, like an aging Kent Nelson, I think he could be a perfect Dr. Fate. I just pray that he actually wears the damn helmet since you, Nobu needs you. He has to fucking wear the helmet. I know you hired Pierce. I'm sure he was expensive, but I want to see him with the damn helmet on, please. I think that you're that's going to be fulfilled. Like, I, oh man, The Rock and and uh, Pierce on the same scale. I like Pierce, man. We could have done a top three around his performances. You know, it's. <laughs> I I agree. He's 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 he's, he's a really great good. actor. Like, I I loved him in in. If you've never seen The Foreigner with him and Jackie Chan, like, I actually really liked that movie. And he was if uh, I know you're not a fan of it, but he was in um, um. 
Oh, God. Ah, nope. Never mind. I'm thinking of the wrong guy. Wrong actor. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks. Everything Dude, no, I swear. I, I mix up Pierce Brosnan and uh, the guy from Jurassic Park. The, the Sam, Sam something. Yeah. Oh, no, the I, old. Yeah. Yeah. The, the His name is Sam something, right? Sam Neill. Yeah, that's it. So I, I for sometimes I mix them two up, yeah, because he was in the first season or two of. Uh, I could kind of see blinders. why. I could kind of see why. Yeah, they got that distinguished gentleman look. <laughs> well, that's what I hope he brings <laughs> to the role of Doctor Fate. This is great. I'm really, really excited about it. It's just another star-studded, you know, addition to the ensemble cast. Well, that that was it. That was the last piece we needed for for Black Adam. They start shooting in literally two weeks because Dwayne just posted the script of it. So yeah. I, I can't wait. Oh man, this is great news, and and I think it it uh, scratches that itch for for you for the Doctor Fate thing. It's not you know we're not talking about uh, Jesse Eisenberg here. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I I I thank thank God. It's good to see like all the all the comic guys are all picking up the first Silver Age appearance of Doctor Fate just because his first appearance, more fun fifty five, is basically impossible to get. So. Oh, I see. That was going to be my trivia question was his first appearance, but I figured you had that one on lock. I yeah, figured come, you had that come one. Come on, man. I went last week with the Stephen Wolf appearance, and you had it on lock. So I'm thinking I'm staying away from it. And, and Stephen Wolf was kind of a half guess too. So <laughs> you I'm were like New Mutants number seven. I don't know. And I'm like, oh, well, there it is. Or not New Mutants, <laughs> New Gods. Uh, staying in DC for the next couple of stories. Zatanna is getting a series. Uh, I'm sorry, a project. We now know. Uh, we talked about that last week, but we now know it's not going to be a series. It's going to be a film. Uh, DC knocks it out of the park with TV. They're trying with movies, and we got this uh, new wave coming in. I think this is just another opportunity to spark that new wave. What do you think? I mean, I, th- this is great to just to get live action. Tatana is great. I still hope they're still working on that Justice League Dark TV show. Again, is that they, supposed to be live action or animated, though? I, I, I was always thinking it was live action, to be honest. That would be – I know that's like your number one – yeah, because we it, be yeah, because we just got a the Justice League Dark movie like a year or two ago, animated yeah. wise. So I'm pretty sure it's going to be live action. But I again, swore that the series was coming to HBO Max, and it was yeah, that, that's what I, I think it was too. I thought it was animated. I don't know. I, what what and we talk about so much shit every week. I'm surprised I remember half the time. <laughs> but dude, like again, this is DC finally being smart, picking a a different character that we've never seen live action. Besides, like I think she appears Smallville or something like that. But to get her own movie. Sign me up. I can't wait. Helen Mirren has been cast in Shazam. I believe it's Gods of Fury of the Gods. It's Shazam yeah, too. She has been cast as the villain Hespera. Yeah, I, I mean, God, God bless her. She's she's still out. Freaking, I I swear, I think she has a part in every movie now. Every time I see a movie, there she is. And again, I I kind of can't wait to see her be the villain in the movie. I, I want to see her go up against these guys. Um. Shazam was good. I don't know how much I'm like looking forward to the sequel. I kind of was like okay with a one and done there. Like I don't want to like Ant-Man, right? Like that's how I kind of equate it. Like I love the first Ant-Man and that was kind of enough for me. And if he like appeared in other things like the Avengers movies and Civil War, that's cool. But to like give him a second film, I thought Ant-Man and the Wasp was like the worst Marvel movie of the past five years. So, uh, you know, I, I feel like I just don't want Zachary Levi to overstay his welcome. And maybe he won't. But like, do you I mean, get any it. sort of like we don't need a, a sequel here? 
I mean, but again, it made money and superhero movies, they're not really in the business of doing one and dones. They're they're franchised. They're let's do this. Yeah, do but the are you gonna up. tell me Shang Chi is getting a series? Like, is that not gonna be a one off? You well, know what I mean, if, is, is Black Widow gonna get a sequel? I would think not. Well, I mean, Black Widow's different. We know she's literally already dead. And well, if, Marvel if, brings back fucking everybody. I wouldn't be surprised if they bring her back too. And and Shang Chi, I mean, if it makes a billion dollars, yeah, you will get a sequel. You're you're not wrong. If it may, I mean anything that's going to make a billion dollars is at least going to get a straight to DVD Walmart five dollars. <laughs> yes, equal. they're going to get something. <laughs> at least they're going to get that. Let's switch it up to Marvel and Disney and that whole conglomerate uh, because we got a ton of stuff almost taking us through the end of the movie section here. A lot of release day shit. A lot of release dates shifted. But before we even touch that, the New Mutants is a movie that literally no one friggin' talks about anymore and it's almost just been forgotten about they got it out after five years of i think it has been forgotten and they forgot about it but it's gonna find a renaissance it's gonna find the new audience and it's gonna find i personally think a little bit of a cult following here because it wasn't the worst thing ever it was just a math for me it was a solid four to five it was watchable and i think a lot more people are gonna watch it because it's going to hbo max of all places not disney plus in april I mean, maybe I'll finally get around to to seeing. I hope it, you do. You you deserve to watch it once. No, and, and I, dude, I, I've seen the last two shitty X Men movies they did, so I, I might as well throw New Mutants on there. I didn't even see the last two X Men movies. I just went straight for this one, given that it's a different kind of story, and I like Anya Taylor Joy, and I liked Charlie Hunnam until he started with a Southern accent, and it's garbage. But it's a lot. I think the story here isn't even that it's happening. I think that it's going to HBO Max as opposed to Disney Plus is the story. And after reading into that, it sounds like Fox had their had this contractual thing with WB that it actually has to start on HBO. And now that Max is available, they're just going to shift it from actual HBO to Max. I'm sure it'll find its way on on cable on HBO, too. Uh, as well or on hbo also not hbo2 nobody watches that channel and uh and so yeah i think that the streaming audience is going to find it i think with snyder's justice league so many more subscribers are coming to that and with godzilla versus kong in the end of march and mortal Kombat in april there's just going to be driving so many subscribers it's kind of nice to like slip that in there and like let give some give give people more shit to watch on that service and i think that you know it'll go to d plus eventually when this contract is up, I think it'll kind of just shift yeah. its way over to Disney Plus. Uh, but I'm gonna watch it again. Said somebody, not me. I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go into the rest of all this Disney news. This is where we're gonna talk about all of these shifting dates. So if you want to bring it back, the way it's hottest, hot. And I think that this is the time where we're gonna see a lot of delays. And a lot of sad, sad people because we haven't talked about a lot of delays in the film world a lot recently. But here's like a shit ton of them. So uh, get your asses ready. Black Widow will still release in theaters, but it's going to shift from May to July 9th. And on top of theaters, they finally made the decision that everybody knew was coming. It'll hit theaters, but on same day, it'll be the Disney Plus premiere access like Ray and the Lost Dragon like uh what was the first one mulan the $30 fee to watch black widow yeah i i will not be paying the $30 premium access and depending if i get both shots by then will be determining if i go see it in theaters if i don't nah, i'll wait i'm again i'm in no rush to see it yeah this is a this is $30 i will not be seeing and like i've seen a lot of people and a lot of conjecture on twitter of 
of, well, if you don't want to pay $30, just go to the theater. Like, oh, great. So I can pay 15 and then 30 after a soda. Like, I don't want to see it. That's the point is yeah. I don't want to see the movie. I now, mean, we could probably get lucky. Well, at least me, I could probably get lucky and see it at the right time and get in under $10. But, you know, again, that's that's me sneaking in a drink and, you know, because I'm not going to spend $7 for a drink. I don't even know with movie theaters. Are they even doing the discounted $6 matinees? Cause they can't get anybody to come. No, to the and, theater? and that's a good point. I have last time I checked our theater was closed there. I think they opened back up April 5th and I saw Friday, Saturday, Sunday as their opening days. Yeah. And I wouldn't be shocked if they don't do matinees at all. If they just have very limited times, like theater runs and stuff. I, I just don't know. And so like, will that even be an option to do the $6 Tuesday matinee? I, I don't That's a good question. A good I question. don't know. So I think personally, I will find a way to watch this film, whether I steal $30 from you and watch it or whatever. Like I, I do because it's like kind of like our duty as podcast hosts to one of us to see this movie, like just one of us. It doesn't have to be both. Um, I just don't know if I want to. I mean, we'll see. We're just we're we're not in a rush, dude. Come I'm on. in no rush. I'm probably actually I could probably end up waiting till it just drops the 30 like Mulan and eventually Raya will and it'll hit the free dude, service. I'll wait till freaking Blu-ray buy it for 15 bucks, then watch it. Oh, man. That I'll this, do. I just I th- and you know what? I think this movie's going to review well. Like, I think Scarlet, it's a female solo flick that's been in the works for a long time. It's been delayed out the ass. I, I think it's probably going to review well. Um, I'm talking probably like an 81. I mean, I should. I, after all this waiting, I hope it reviews well. I want it to, I want it to be a, a good movie. I don't want to go see dog shit. I'm, I'm looking forward to anytime Scarlet's on the screen, I'm glued. I think she's a fantastic actress. I'm looking forward to David Harbour as well. His character looks zany yeah. as all get out. But as like I've said before, a prequel movie about a character in our world and our timeline that is now dead doesn't have a lot of appeal to me because i don't care about yeah. romanov's story i know uh florence Pugh, i believe is in the film as well as like yep. the other agents so listen it's got a good cast so that part's covered it's gonna have a good writer it's gonna have a good i'm sure there's gonna be some funny bits in there it's just like we know how it needs to end and i just don't need it but i digress <laughs> well no i can't finish the word <laughs> Can't finish the word. Sam's going to be drunk by the time this pod is over. Shang-Chi has been delayed from July to September 3rd. No Disney Plus at this time. Theaters only. But that's only two months. That one's not a big deal. Yeah, that's not bad at all. That's fine. That's a movie I'm looking forward to. I agree. I think that I think they're going to do Shang-Chi justice. Spoiler alert. Not on my top three for when we get there. Films that would drive me back to the theater. But it would be in the top seven, six or seven. Cruella is now launching simultaneously in theaters, but also on Disney Plus premiere for $30. If you had to pay 30 for one of them, you go in Cruella or Black Widow. Cruella trailer looked horrible. I don't even want to see that movie at all. <laughs> the first trailer I didn't think was the worst thing ever. It's Harley it Quinn terrible. with puppies. Yeah, like, it, just, it, it, you know, it looked like freaking uh, uh, Tim Burton did it. No, that's right. Yeah, I'm, it's I'm, capitalizing I'm, on the Harley Quinn hype. Like that's yeah, what it's. I don't. Be. I don't need it. No, thank you. Next. Well, holy shit! I went to a different page on my notes, thinking you were going to do a little <laughs> bit more. So this is what they call. And we're good. <laughs> Luca is coming June 18th, but this is some good news. It's skipping theaters entirely and heading right to the general Disney Plus service. So we get this one at no additional charge, even though Disney's going up a dollar by the time this podcast. Releases. Yeah, I'm. Hey, again, I, I'm interested in this. I think I'll see this one. Me too. The trailer actually looked fun. They're dragging kids. 
When they get wet, they turn into dragons. Yeah, it, it, it looked cute. I'm, Takes I'm place in, in it. Italy. It's fucking cool. I'm in on Luca. I really am. This one's this one is doesn't hurt because I'm not going to theater to see it. But I like. I'm interested in this movie. Ryan Reynolds is free guy has been delayed from May to August 13th. So again, not a long one, only about three months. Yeah, this one looks great. This is, I think, dropping on Netflix, I think it was. Was it? I thought this was theatrically. Oh, God. Now look at us switching shit again. <laughs> I thought this one was theatrically. Now, yeah. I don't know. Bob Odenkirk's Free Guy. That's the next thing we're going to say. We're just going to confuse all the actors, too. The Kingsman has been delayed from August to December 22nd. So no better film to go see on Christmas than The Kingsman. Yeah, again, I'm in no rush to see that one either. That's shocking to me. I know the second one wasn't the greatest. Yeah, the second one just kind of was just like blah. Good. The first one was so good. Yeah, it was. Yeah, but the the second one was blah. So it's like they got to make it up. Well, I think this is a prequel too. So it's like almost I, you know, prequels and me, we are we have a tumultuous relationship. I'm either all in or I'm all out on on prequels. Yeah, I mean, again, I'll 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 say it. You know, I'll I'll say it. Just no rush. The biggest delay. I think it's like five months. Death of the Nile has been delayed from September to February 11th, 2022. So the first one of these that's been pushed into the next calendar. Year. Yeah. I, I mean, again, this is something we, again, we knew the movies were going to get delayed. We knew that the, the vaccines are going out. So slowly but surely movies should be churning out on time. This Hopefully. is our, this is our top three for the week. The top three films that will drive us back to the theaters. Sam, let you start with your number three. My number three, I went with Dune. I feel like that's a movie that I, I want to see on the big screen. I want to see that giant ass worm, you know, I, I, you know, again, like I know the movie's about like this drug, the spice it's on planet Dune and they kind of go in there for that. And it kind of gives people like superhuman, like a, uh, uh, like superhuman levels of thought, I believe. So I'm really interested. It, it looks to be what, 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 what I'm, what I hope it is. I hope it's just this epic world. Like I want it like John, uh, John Carter on steroids. That's kind of what I'm looking at. Okay. My number three is a little weird. I was like looking through all the releases and I don't it's know. It's Cruella. Why. I don't know why, but it's uncharted. Mm. Um, I think uncharted would be great in IMAX. And that's kind of my premise for all three of my picks are how would it look in IMAX? And I think every movie is like, impressive and better in IMAX, but I watched Prometheus in IMAX with you and that was the biggest piece of shit ever. So like yeah. it doesn't do every movie justice. This one, however, I don't think it's going to be that good of a movie. I, I think it's going to be pretty meddling as a matter of fact. So I think give me the best possible audio and visual experience possible. And to me, that's an IMAX theater. No 3d bullshit. Don't need that. But uh, I'm here to watch Nathan Drake make shitty jokes and swing from the rooftops of trees Let's go. Let's get some Uncharted going. I'd see that in the theater. All right. I, I did not see that one coming. I'm not going to lie. My number two is No Time to Die. Yeah, I figured that would be on there somewhere. Again, you know, I, I, I have to see Daniel Craig's last outing as James Bond. I mean, I love the franchise, and I, I think he's one of the best to do it, and I'm interested to see Rami Malek as the villain. So I, I think I, I'd definitely go back to the theaters for this. I, uh, I saw the original in theaters in the 90s. This one, looking just as much forward to it. April 16th, can't get here soon enough. I'd love to see Mortal Kombat at the theater. That would be just a cool experience. Bring me back to the 90s when I saw it with my brother and my uncle. And I was like, oh, that Goro looks awesome. 
doesn't hold up so well nowadays, but I think the Goro in this one's going to look great. They just released a couple of international spots. You see a little bit more footage. It looks amazing. Give me all the Mortal Kombat. Uh, my number one, it's Godzilla vs. Kong. Me too. I, I, I think it has to be. I, I, yeah. A giant monster movie of two iconic characters that we've watched since we were kids. I mean, who wouldn't want this on the big screen? Two Titans, a kaiju film. What better place to watch it than an IMAX screen? Now, I say this hilariously and ironically as possible. I'm watching it exactly where I'm sitting right now, and I will not go to the theater for it. But I'm not vaccinated. Like well, you, technically, ours aren't even open until April 5th, and it's Friday, Saturday, Sundays. I will drive to New Jersey. Yeah, well, that's, that's literally what you'd have to do. <laughs> or wherever there are theaters open to see this. But I'm not going to. I'm going to watch it right here on my couch. My fat ass ain't moving. But if something were to get me back there, it's this movie. You release this six months from now, I'm probably in the theater watching yeah, it. Same. I'm so psyched for this film, just like you, man. And they actually released about a five-minute spot showing off. I won't spoil it. Showing off some some new Oh, yeah. I saw, I, I, I saw yeah, and all this stuff. And man, it just looks baller. And the reviews are out and they're okay. Good, solid sevens. They say the human story kind of actually weighs it down a bit. We probably saw that coming. Uh, probably just give us all the kaiju battles. Yeah, I, I, again, after all you, you 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 people said, oh, the second one, man, it wasn't enough heart. Oh, I wanted to throw up. Give me more monsters, please. Thank you. <laughs> well, uh, I'm excited for this one because uh, – the, the close-ups of God, the close-ups of Godzilla swimming through the water and like opening his mouth into the camera. That shit deserves to be in your face. IMAX, give me that 4D experience where they shoot water out of the seat in front of you and hit you in the face. That'd be sick. Like a Disney. Yeah, and I heard, ride. I heard the score, the sound. It's just like you, you, you leave there, your ears are ringing. I was like, oh man, I need this. Yeah, that'd be awesome in IMAX. But let's move on to the last two stories of the movie section because we got more for you, ladies and gentlemen. We told you, pack show tonight, pack pack show. Uh, a new Ace Ventura film is in development for Amazon Prime Video, ironically enough, and with the team that wrote Sonic. I guess they had a good a good time working together, and they came up with a nice little little spinoff movie or a little continuation. Was this number three? Yeah, this will be three. And, yeah. uh, a sequel that I don't I, I don't think we need, but nope. okay, okay. Well, what are we gonna do? We're gonna well, get it. You know, the the big connection here is the Sonic writers and who's yeah. in Sonic, Jim Carrey, Dr. Robotnik. So I think that makes sense. I think he trusts that team. He is the I think he steals the show in Sonic, um, not a movie that I necessarily love. I think it is so not funny. And Ben Schwartz is not funny. And I love Ben Schwartz. But Jim Carrey was great. And if you treat Jim Carrey with that same class, then I have a little bit more faith in this film. But to me, this is nothing more than a throwaway. No disrespect to you on this one, but like a Coming to America 2 or a Borat sequel. It's just a thing to get people hyped. They're going to watch it because it's familiar. It's a franchise they love from the 90s, and it's making a big comeback. But just like Dumb and Dumber 2 and Dumb and Dumberer, they, it just doesn't well, need to exist. Amazon has all the money, so they're able to throw all this money. Well, hey, go go do this movie. Go do this. Go do that. They can afford it. But do you think – how much money do you think it took to get Carrie to say, you know what? I'd like to revisit that role for the first Here's time. Here's $20 million. Oh, my goodness. You are insane. You're a crazy man. Uh, I, I don't know, but I just don't think – I hey, thought – Why not? If Will Smith was getting $20 million. I think Will Smith got $20 million for Wild Wild West. Why wouldn't he get this for that? With inflation, that's like – probably close to like 28 nowadays. Like that's nuts. But I think this, uh, I, I think when nature calls is actually a better movie than a lot of people think. I think it's actually on par with the original. It's one of the few 
comedy films where I'm like, the sequel wasn't half bad. This one, he's going to be older unless he's mentoring a kid, like a kid pet detective. I'm like, eh, which even that I don't want that either. So it's been done a million times before. That's all. I just don't think we're going to get a premise that's intriguing enough that doesn't involve a fucking kid because they all do with the old actors. Even Borat, even Borat had a kid. See, I, I didn't see that one yet, so it's all about I, the, I, it's all about his daughter. So yeah, it's like, I don't think I will actually. It's it's funny, it's good. You should watch it. It's just uh, it's like it's not about him. And I think that anything with Ace Ventura three, it's like I want Jim Carrey. Even old Jim Carrey is still funny to me. I love the character, but I don't know, like you said, if we need this one. But uh, what sucks about this final story in movies is literally everything. John Wick, the screenwriter, the original screenwriter of the first two and a co-screenwriter of the third one. His name is Derek Kolstad. He's been completely removed from John Wick 4 and 5. Yeah, I, I kind of read his little interview and he said kind of like, yeah, that's business. He, I guess he probably saw the writing on the wall. He was only contract. I believe it was for three or two. Then they extended it for one. And uh, yeah, they probably visions probably clashed. And uh, hey, your services are no longer needed. Hopefully they don't, you know, make this. I mean, again, the story three was already, the story was bananas. So, I I mean, Christ, next thing you know, they're going to be in space with Vin Diesel. So, I, I don't know. <laughs> well, I'll say this, man. You, uh, <clears throat> I, again, I, I forgot, just... I, I forgot that they were, that they were doing a fifth. When, when I said four and five, I was like, huh, I only you... remember greenlitting the fourth one. You love the franchise and I like the franchise, but for me, it shined at one. And yeah. two was, uh, but that's a very, po- I'm in the minority of the people that didn't really like two. So, um, or three, I should say two is actually, I think two might even be my favorite. I don't remember, but I point being the most popular are one and two. And and he was the solo writer on those. And then you bring the third one in, which it was to me, not a good movie really at all. I know you liked it a little bit more than I did, but that's when he co-wrote it. So now you can start to see this franchise going down a slippery slope of, we saw its success. We don't need you anymore. We'll take it on our own. And that failing because it's happened so many times before. Well, it's not his thing, vision anymore. One thing I like that, you know, well, not, again, all, they, they've had so much time to kind of retool, refine, think about the stories for four and five. So it's like they weren't rushed. So they're not just going to throw kind of just paint at the wall and hope, like you said, just hopefully something sticks. But again, hopefully they can figure out a way that it doesn't, like, again, I, I just liked how it flowed. I did hear that Ian McShane will be will be reprising his role. So, I mean, with that Winston, there is no there is no sequel because you need I need Winston. I agree. He's my favorite character in the franchise. So Yeah. yeah and again, I, I have faith in the franchise. I, I definitely didn't give up because, again, I, I really enjoyed three and I want to see how they can kind of continue on these characters journeys. Yeah, you make a good point about the fourth one and fifth one having time to breathe. The first three kind of came out pretty quick. Yeah, they were delivered like boom, like every two years they were on a, a quick little system. So this yeah. one they have time to actually think about it. Maybe some changes they thought uh, two days ago. Okay, we, I thought of some changes. You know what I mean? We got time. It just sucks that those changes aren't coming from the original writer. That's true. That's no, very true. Very let's true. move into TV. We got still a lot of show ahead of us and we're already almost an hour in. So let's keep going here with a quick reminder that while Falcon and the Winter Soldier is deservedly taking over a lot of the Disney plus spotlight and WandaVision is still getting its praise and time in the sun. There's a show coming out today, or if if you're listening to this, the day the pod dropped that I don't want you to forget about. It's going to fly under the radar, like the flying V. And I think it, it, it's probably going to suck, but that's okay because it needs an audience people. And I saw it all over ESPN. That's cool. But a quick reminder, the mighty ducks game changers is out now. So go check that out on Disney plus. If you like those films from the nineties, I just rewatched, 
the original now, it, trilogy. It's just, are them. they just dropping the first episode? I believe it's episodic week by week, yes. Okay, cool. Yeah, I definitely we have to see this. It, it's Bombay, baby. I'm so psyched, man. I will wake up. I think we'll probably do 4.30 or 5 just to make sure I get up before Helena. But this is a – listen, there's no better combo on a Friday for me than some Mighty Ducks and Falcon and the Winter Soldier. That's awesome to me. Oh, two two flying do. birds and a guy with a metal arm. <laughs> hey, if it's half as good as episode one was, we'll be fine. Let's talk about Falcon and the Winter Soldier because it's out now. Episode two is dropping the day you're hearing this pod or, again, if you're listening to the day it came out. Um, but we got to see episode one. It's out. The show was the most watched series premiere in Disney Plus's, albeit short, history. Uh, bigger than WandaVision, bigger than Mandalorian season two. Those are, uh, I'm sorry, the uh, number two and number three spots, respectively. And so now we have uh, 40 minutes in our rear view. What'd you think? I, I absolutely loved it. I I think I love this episode more than I love the entire series of WandaVision. Figured that was coming. it's the truth i i I enjoy these characters i'm interested in in sam's backstory i love hearing the 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 twist what they did with 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 bucky there in winter soldier like that was freaking awesome like they 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 didn't miss a beat i'm interested in both characters it was cool to see a a don Cheadle show for a little bit in the beginning um had some nice easter eggs in that whole episode again I, i think they started off with a bang i did too i absolutely adored this. I mean, I mean, how about the, the just just the airplane scene of them jumping out of Falcon like that? That was just beautiful to watch. I mean, you could see you could see what where they put one hundred and fifty million dollars into this series. That's only six episodes. And you have to understand, too, as a viewer, not you, Sam, you, the gen pop have to understand as a viewer, like when you're going to drop all this money into these legitimately MCU movie quality action scenes that you don't have all the money in the world to make that for 40 minutes six times over. There's got to be some slower paced stuff with very minimal effects that tell the story and can kind of get it rolling that won't cost as much in the back pocket. But when you have an action scene like that started out the show with Falcon going in and out of the canyons and this, that, and the other, my God, was it amazing. I appreciated this show just like I said for WandaVision where I thought WandaVision was at its best when it was in the sitcom world, when it was black and white and telling that type of story and setting everything up. I thought the same thing for Falcon and the Winter Soldier when Falcon doesn't get a loan. I'm like, that's that's what I want to know. His superheroes didn't get paid. Tony didn't pay him. They weren't making a bang for their buck. They're doing this out of the kindness of their hearts to build their reputation and to save the planet, but they weren't cutting a paycheck. Those are the interesting little things that made that appealed to me. And I absolutely loved every single second that Bucky was on the screen. And I said I would. But that story of him having the nightmare and the payoff that that happens and some light spoilers. I won't go into like heavy spoilers for this, but the payoff of that nightmare that he had was absolutely great. And it really humanized him. Yeah, it's it's to me, it's it's just no surprise why Winter Soldier, the the second Captain America movie is still my favorite movie. Just kind of because his storyline, he shines. Sebastian Stan is fantastic in that role. And, you know, to kind of piggyback what you're saying about the loan and stuff. I mean, once Tony went, there went payroll. Well, they yeah, well, for the the, the costumes and the, and the powers and all stuff. But like as a way of income, these guys never made money from this. Yeah, like, in, in the comics, like Avengers, like Tony Stark pays like, you know, they're on like a little payroll. Yeah. But once he's gone, it's like, oh, we're screwed. Yeah. And it's it's just like yeah. it really humanized these. Characters. Oh, yeah, definitely. I also like that you only have six episodes and they spent the first episode completely apart. 
And so yep. it like they haven't even come together for all the buddy cop antics that we expect from the rest of the show. No, we do. And again, and we didn't even see uh, Daniel Brew as, as, as Zemo. Like, the, again, they're just kind of setting up these these flag smashers and kind of w- what's going on over there. Then obviously the ending of kind of uh, a meme going around. If you've seen uh, that movie, was it up with the old guy? I can never unsee it. That's it. That's all I see now. Yeah, that's it, that, his him smile. In, in, the cat, in the cat mask. Like, that's his, it for me. That's it. John, John Walker, the new Captain yeah, America. I can't his, do it. That's it. His smile he's, he's definitely the old guy from up. Just like the old guy from Up, you're absolutely right. But um, I I like what they're doing with the Flag Smashers. It's it's an organization now as opposed to the Flag Smasher, a singular person. I like that. I like their uh, A World Without Borders. I like that kind of um, uh, uh, motivation. So that's cool to me. They're, they're kind of setting up the next Falcon while they're also setting up the next uh, Captain America. So like I think it's got its hooks. I can't remember. Oh, God. What's it's was it sarah carter shannon carter peggy's daughter oh uh, um sharon carter is it sharon carter and cap kisses her in the movies she's going to be making the yeah, appearance. Sh- sharon carter yeah she's going to be making an appearance and like you said with zemo she hasn't come on the screen either so there's still a lot of cameos and a lot of people to be introduced to this story in only five episodes now we still get the biggest one of the biggest critiques i have with all these shows we still get seven or eight minutes of credits so when you see 45 minutes don't get so psyched it's Really only like 38, 39, yeah, it's like 38, 38, 39 minutes solid. But even still, that's enough. They packed a lot into this first episode. And, and I'll say this again. What was without like totally spoiling it? What was your favorite scene of the show of this, the first episode? I mean, I, I, I could if you if I want to go like special effects route, it would probably be the Falcon scenes of kind of what they did there. But if you're just kind of talking about like regular action scenes, I would probably go the fight scene winter soldier when he kind of goes comes through the wall and he kind of takes out them guys and his his nightmare basically yeah exactly that, that i really thought cool. that that scene it just, again just seeing him reminded me of the of the movie of why he's such a badass and why i love this character yeah i would agree that the falcon's flight kind of action scene was gripping hey, I mean, come on, what they could do with special effects i mean you got to give it to him that, that was that was phenomenal yeah couldn't look away i like that it's um oh man what is it red Red, not Red Hood. What's the little guy's name? Red Wing, I think. Oh yeah, it's Red not, Wing. Yeah, it's Red not Wing. an actual bird. They've they've kind of mechanized. Yeah, it's it's it. not an actual hawk like it is in the comics. <laughs> so like, I like that they've they're using technology, and also they don't want to do a CG bird. They can just get drone footage, and it's cool looking. Uh, which again, that was amazing camera work with drone work and stuff like that. Just really cool touches to the show. Um, flying in and out of helicopters and, and stuff like that. He's using the Falcon wings as not just wings to fly. He's using his shields and weapons. And it's just, they're finding new and interesting ways to make Anthony Mackie's character really, really enjoyable. Sebastian yeah. Stan kind of already shined and, and he had his, yeah, he, his he's movie. fine. He's fine. So like, this is cool to build this up and, and I don't know exactly where it's going to go. We have an idea, but we don't know. They could definitely flip the script on us. So this is something that man Friday's, just continue to get better and better and better. This is a show that I'll be glued to and uh, can't wait to continue watching. Yeah, and they had a, a if you caught it, they had George St. Pierre. He was the UFC fighter. He was in the Winter Soldier. He kind of reprised his role in, in this show as the leader of like the criminal group. I think it's like the LAF or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the people, the so, basically the people that wore the squirrel suits. He was the yeah, main. So, so was that, the that main was the guy guy. that, yeah, it was, he was the guy that Mackie was chasing the whole time. Yeah, he, I can't remember his name in, the, but he's got an actual name in the comics. He's a bigger villain. I can't remember it right now, but it's cool. It's It was definitely an awesome scene. Check it out. I have people at work that were watching it that 
either couldn't get into WandaVision or don't know anything about the MCU, they were coming back and being like, yo, what, what am I missing? <laughs> what am yeah. I missing here? Seriously. Um, I would also recommend watching the Easter egg videos because even when they're in like the Captain America Museum, all the things that are on the glass and like the little things that they hide, just great touches by Feige and team over at the MCU. Yeah, but they never disappoint. Echo is getting a spinoff series on Disney Plus. This is in the Hawkeye universe uh, show and character. I'm not too crazy about, but what do, what do you know about Echo? And should we be excited? To be honest, I really don't know anything about just the name. That's that's all I know is the name Echo. I don't. I'm not too familiar with the character. But again, this is they have the Disney platform. They're able to throw a little mini series or a series at you to get you familiar with these characters. And uh, I'm interested. You know, I, I definitely am more interested in Echo than Captain Marvel. It shows the what about Miss Marvel though, with Kamala Khan? Uh, Miss Marvel maybe maybe a smidge more just because I know a little bit about her. Yeah, I I think that this shows a lot of confidence in the Hawkeye series because they're already spinning it off and confirming it six months or more before the actual show airs. So I think that's in good hands. Good sign. Yeah, I wish they'd spin off another something else because I just don't really care about Hawkeye. Uh, But maybe listen, maybe Echo, I will. Because it's not Hawkeye. I just don't care. About <laughs> or he could be in it. You don't know. Oh, please. I think we'll get enough of that. Except what's her name? She's going to be uh, his daughter. Oh, God. What's her freaking name? I, I never remember her name. Yeah, ever. she's in True Grit and Pitch Perfect. I can't remember. But she's awesome. So I'm looking forward to that part of it. As uh, I think, what, Kate? Magnet? Kate Bishop, right? Kate, yep, Bishop. Kate Bishop. Yep. That's who she's playing. Uh, this is Sam's number one story of the week. He was so excited to talk about it. We DM'd about it and texted about it. And like. My God, I, I've been waiting to give him his platform. No, no, actually, I'm, I, I have something to add on to this. So my, I'm, I'm, my my mood changed. Fair enough. A National Treasure series is in development at Disney Plus. National Treasure three is still in development. Also, I found out, so I, I kind of calmed down after I was like, "How do you? Oh my God, I need the third one with Nicholas Cage. How dare you not give me that story?" So again, as long as that movie still happens, I'm perfectly fine for them kind of creating a little spinoff National Treasure TV show. That's fine. If, as long as it's free on Disney Plus, I will watch it. Just please give me the third movie with Nicolas Cage. Thank you. This is about a young girl finding her heritage and ancestry and all this other stuff. So maybe not Cage specific or focused, but in that same universe. And that's kind of what I'm here for. I Give me the movies with the bombastic actors and things like that. and Give me those little side stories, man. I, I like that and I appreciate that. So I'm, I'm here for, for this National Treasure series. I got to go watch the first two movies, though, because I swear to you, and I, I swear to you I do this. I go to Disney Plus in my, in my downtime. I click on National Treasure. I start it. I get about literally six seconds in, and I'm like, you know what? Now's not the time. That's a shame because Sean Bean's the the bad guy. I gotta, I gotta like get there. That's the king, bro. That's the king. He's dead. He died in episode nine. I don't. You need to be reminded. (laughs) One does not simply need to be reminded. But uh, with this, I will watch the movies eventually. I promise you that. And I'm sure I'm going to love them, especially the first one. But I just got to get into the right headspace. I'm so in like a Swedish. We film in Philadelphia, dude. It's awesome. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Duh. On, it totally man. was. I should have known that. That's bad on me. Ron Livingston. Love Ron Livingston. He is in Search Party. I continue to rave about that show. He will replace Billy, what is it, Crudup? Crudup, yep. As Henry Allen in the Flash CW series. Well, in, in the um, in the movie. I thought it was in the Flash CW series. That's why it's in TV. Well, I thought Billy. I don't know. I think I think you put that. I think it was supposed to be in the movies, my friend. 
Well, let's, well, because the TV show is played by the real actor who played the Flash in the original TV show. So, yeah, you were supposed to put a movie section, but yeah, Ron Livingston, I think he's fine. Billy Kirchhoff, he's a bigger actor, kind of time frames didn't work out. I think Ron will do fine. I I promise you it's for the Flash movie. That's cool. I'm going to move on anyway. And it's going to stay in here because this is what we do. Hey, accidents happen. Hey, that's it. No, it wasn't an accident. It's just a pure mistake. I just didn't do it right. That's how that shows you how much I know about the Flash. (laughs) CW's Batwoman has recast its Kate Kane. And I'm and I'm perfectly okay with it. I'm all caught up on the episodes. The last episode, a cliffhanger that there she is, but you don't see her face. Um, what's her? I, I forget her name off the top of my head. Uh, what is it? Um, if you say it, uh, you say Willis it on Day. Yeah, Willis Day. Yeah, she she was on Krypton, so it's like she's still kind of staying in that DC universe type of deal. So it's kind of cool, and I'm glad because where they were going, I was like, um. Kate Kane's going to have to show up or they're going to have to just completely mutilate her face because they're leading to that. She's going to show up. So it only made sense. They oh, held yeah. it. I'm surprised they, they held off as long as they did. Krypton and the Royals. It's, yeah. it's apparently it's Wallace W a L L I S. And, 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 and dude, she, I, I thought she was, she was good in Krypton. So I think she'll be, I think she'll be fine as Kate Kane. There you go. And that is definitely a TV show. I yes. 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 Uh, Jamie Foxx is going to play Mike Tyson in a biopic series with Martin Scorsese as the executive producer. Can't Let's wait. wrap our head around all that. I, I, I cannot wait. I know they're actually doing another uh, biopic series uh, about Mike Tyson, but he's like so against it. Like sworn people like don't watch it. No, but they're crooks. Don't go. Home. And he kind of now he's endorsing like Jamie Foxx. This is the one. This is the biopic pick. This has my blessing. And with Scorsese behind it, I mean, I cannot wait to see this. With Fox behind it, I can't wait. And I mean Jamie, not the studio. I am psyched on this. I can't think of a better Tyson than Jamie Foxx. With the, he's going to have an eye tattoo. Like, let's wrap our head around this one. I cannot wait. Ray Charles is going to have an well, eye tattoo. Well, I, I don't think they're gonna, he's going to jump in starting with the tattoo. I mean, we may end with we'll end with it, but you know, I at, think we're going to get him in the At some point in season one, or probably as a miniseries, it'll probably only be one yeah, season. Yeah, that's but I'm he's going to fight Buster Douglas. Who's going who's gonna to play Buster? Like, I can't. Who's going to play Don him? King? Who's he's going to fight everybody. Oh, God. I can't wait. I First of all, I love boxing. It's so, so much. It's such an underrated. I mean, it's almost dead now uh, in, in our pop culture. I oh, now we got YouTubers trying to bring it back. I can't wait till it try. It does try to make a comeback. But, like, you know, UFC is just so big and it takes a lot of our pay-per-view bucks. But I, I yeah. love boxing. Um, love watching old fights. Love boxing documentaries, man. All the 30 for 30s are great. So, uh, to get more boxing in the mainstream, who's better to bring that in than Tyson? Who's better to play him than Jamie? It's a great casting for a great biopic. I'm psyched as hell. Give me all of this. What I don't know is where it's going to air. I'm I'm sure it'll be Netflix or something like that. It's got. I be. wouldn't be shocked if it's HBO. I really wouldn't. Um, Just because kind have, of sports related a little bit, and maybe not even that, but like the. I, I'm sure. Obviously, Netflix has the capital to back it, but. If you look at Mike Tyson's like one man play, it was made. I think it was made for HBO. Like he's got a he. All the fucking fights are HBO. You know, oh, boxing it, it, it makes dark. sense. It makes all sense. This, so like boxing was HBO was the home for boxing for a really long time. So yeah, I think it, I think that does make sense. So we'll see. We'll see if it makes sense with a C. Um, you know, dollars and cents. But cannot wait. This is great. Give me it. So excited. 
The Last of Us TV show coming to HBO, something we just talked about. Uh, we talked in the Ghost of Tsushima part, like, should it take over the role of the game? Like, should it tell that story again? And now we know a little bit more about the story of The Last of Us. It will explore the events of the events of the first game. But there's a big but there. Some episodes will, quote, deviate greatly. So they're going to have some creative liberties here. But in other news, need- water. When <laughs> if you needed to know, we now know it's going to take place during the first game's timeline, which is I'm happy, but I'm a it, bit disappointed. I mean, I don't know. I feel like you kind of have to people who don't play the game. You want at least you got to start at the beginning. So to you're me, right. this, is, this is what I expected from the beginning, to be honest. You, so you I'm, are I'm you're, fine. you're absolutely right. But that first 20 minutes of the game where that thing happens of the first game that rips your heart out and stomps it all over the floor. I I experienced that as a game player. I don't know if it's going to have the same hit in like a TV series because you know that's going to happen. You know it's going to open the show that way, and like I'm sure it'll I'm sure it'll be fine. I'm Pedro's sure probably. it's going to hit home. I, I don't but doubt you, that at all. I I personally think you need to experience that moment though as a video game because that's what it was made for. And that just to, you've seen it the behind the scenes of them doing that. How many times they did it, and Druckmann was super insistent on it, and. And uh, what's his face? Dude, they did like 20 takes on both games. It's so like, like, oh my God, man. And Troy Baker coming back saying like, I don't have it in me to do it again. And, and like, yeah. just go with my direction. Like that story, it just deserves to be told in the game. And I'm sure the show will do it justice, but I'm excited to see what deviate greatly means. Will it include Bill? Bill is the best character in the world. I cannot wait for more Bill. I hope there's Bill. Give me Bill. But do you think DVA greatly means it goes into game number two or it just tells a brand new creative story? I, I think it's probably a bit of both, to be honest. I mean, they're going to set like, – they're not just going to do season one. Like they're already probably mapping out at least three, four seasons of this whole thing. I really hope so. They have really to. Man. They, well. Nowadays, they don't just do one season. They're planning. or they're, they're, They have to. Unless you're Game of Thrones and you run out of shit after the books are done and you fly by the seat of your ass because you got an offer to go do Star Wars. There you go. I'm sorry. I still can't let that go. It's been years. I still can't let it go. Berserker is getting a live action film and a follow-up anime series on Netflix. Berserker is Keanu Reeves comic book, I believe. Yeah, he wrote it with another guy. I forget his name, but I did read the first issue. My kind of issue. Not a lot of words. A lot of just bloody action. And it kind of reminds me of um, The Old Guard with... uh, uh, Charlize Theron kind of like she's like these uh, immortal mercenaries on some kind of revenge mission and kind of I consider Berserker a mix of old guard mixed with a little bit of Wolverine and kind of throw that together and you get this and it only makes sense it's going to start you know as soon as I read it I was like I told even Neil I was like yeah they're going to make a movie out of this and then they hear they're getting the movie and the animated series sold can't wait. Yeah. 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 I, I've never dove into the comics. I think I'll start with the anime series. Um, I did watch a new anime that will eventually be my pick of the week uh, yeah. in a couple of weeks here. I'll talk about that uh, later. But uh, okay. you know Go me. Forward. Anime is like a hit or miss with me. So I'll probably start with the anime. But, you know, if you say it's gory, bloody, it's right up your alley, especially for a for a live action movie. So I think we're in good hands here. And it, and I'm sorry if you said it when you were just talking there. I must have missed it if you did. Do you think Keanu reprises like plays the main character? Oh, he he, he is the berserker character. Okay. Like it's Got literally it. him. So Got yeah, he'll, he'll be there. I mean, good. He's I don't know where he's going to have to find the time to do John Wick four or five to do this movie to do 
you know, the next Matrix to do whatever else he's doing. A busy man. Not unlike Pierce Brosnan. Evan <laughs> Peters is going to be Jeffrey Dahmer in Ryan Murphy's new Netflix series that's going to be around the uh, serial killer Jeffrey Dahmer. Do we and honestly, I, I think it's a good casting. He's a good enough actor, and he kind of looks like him a little bit, so there's that. The Evan Peters does get a Dahmer vibe going. Yeah, and he also he plays a very, very uh, devious role in a lot of the American Horror Story seasons, so I think like that's a natural fit there from that unassuming especially season one the unassuming devious behind the scenes you know nice guy to your face serial killer at night type thing yeah jeffrey dahmer all those like main line serial killers from the 60s 70s 80s even then to the 90s they always fascinated me night stalker another great documentary about one of those on netflix uh so yeah this i'm in on 100 percent, and i like evan peters even as fiatra i like evan peters so i'm in there yeah i'll check this out i'll take over in gaming we got an review we got an impression but first, let's do the review. Let's talk about Monster Hunter Rise. It's the Switch exclusive Monster Hunter game. This is, uh, it comes out the day you're listening to this. A lot of companies in Japan have closed for the day because so many employees were calling out. Uh, so they just closed and said, "It's go play Monster Hunter. We know you're calling out to go play that game. This is going to be a massive success. And with the reviews like this, how could it not be? Monster Hunter Rise mixes classic Monster Hunter ideas with some of the world's best improvements and a whole bunch of clever new mechanics of its own. Not all of them are slam dunks, but they're all fun. And the introduction of wire bugs and the mobility they bring to every fight is so great, I never want to give them up. The post-launch updates Capcom is already teasing can't come soon enough. But Monster Hunter Rise is a is still a thrilling step forward in the series evolution towards the new normal world so badly introduced. And when I say world both times, I mean Monster Hunter World, the previous title. 8-5. 8-0. So I think the review was like a 14 out of 10 in, in the words there. Yeah. 8-0. Uh, I am out. Like I've never been a monster hunter guy. I tried three once on the Wii U. It never connected with me. I will not buy, nor will I play this game. The demo didn't speak to me, but what I'm excited to do with this game is watch one particular YouTuber named pro Jared. I'm excited to watch his playthrough because he is a monster hunter guru. So I'm psyched for him. Plus I love his streams and his videos. And so I'll watch that. That's about all I'm going to consume here, but don't be surprised when this charts on NPD, for a couple of months and when this sells i don't know somewhere between five and seven million units this year like it's gonna do gangbusters and uh i'm excited for that because uh anytime the switch can do well you know me i'm a little biased of course now let's get your impressions on hell breachers a small indie game uh, again i want to thank east asia soft uh they reached out um with a review code I gladly took it because when I look at games that we, we get asked to do reviews, I don't know, three, four, five, six times a week and can't say yes to them all, uh, especially games and games really have to be up my alley. What's the point of me reviewing a game that I'm, you know, it's like a puzzle game. I hate puzzle games, so I'm not going to review them because I'm not going to say good things about them. Um, so when you get a 50 level side scrolling action game, holy shit, that's right up my alley, right? Like I'm super into that. So when hell breachers came along, I said, of course, I want to review this because it looks like a Greg game and a Greg game is a good game. 
50 levels, side scroller. You can be a knight, a magician, or an assassin. You pick your class. Each thing does differently. I played as a knight and the king. The knight, I'm sorry, the uh, the knight and the uh, assassin. The assassin moves quicker, jumps higher, a little bit more stealthier. The king has his sword, good melee combat, all this good stuff. Don't know much about the magician, but I'm assuming um, probably some magic is involved there. Um, customize your character to suit your play style. Each character has three different types of like variants you can pick from when you start your game over 10 locations, castles, underground caverns, all that good stuff. Some light RPG element that you could level and do all these cool things. It's available on Microsoft store. It's available on uh, Nintendo eShop. It's available on the PlayStation store. So we're talking switch Xbox one series X series S PS4 PS5. It's only five bucks. Uh, so there's that. It was made by Omega Core and Ratalaika Games. Uh, again, published by East Asia Soft. And it's it's okay. <laughs> Damn it, they're all that. I was like, oh. It's okay. It's um I I love action platformers. It's, yeah. it's just my favorite. It's one of my favorite genres of games. And like I said, you get me in this world I'm in. I think the pixel art is goddamn gorgeous. I think they nailed the visuals. What I think they missed on are two things. Number one. The jumping mechanic, you can double jump from the start, which is great. But boy, it's really floaty. When you jump, it takes a long arch. It's like a bad free throw. Um, just oh damn, a, a lot of arch in it. Really slow. I really feel like I'm floating in the air as opposed to moving kind of swiftly through the world. So that kind of jarred me a little bit. That the jumping physics are a little weird. And also, and I'm sorry for saying it, and I'm sorry for throwing my opinion out there to the team. I, I know they worked hard on the game. The combat stinks. It's just not. Which is not good. And uh, I hate to trash on people's work like that. And I don't mean it like I'm not saying, oh, it's the worst ever. Just it's not good. But you're honest. It's not it's not for you. The ranged combat's okay, but like the up close combat's just not good. It you you don't have enough length on your attack to feel like you can stand decently away from the enemy. You're almost on top of them when you get hit or when you hit them. So when you hit them, you inevitably get a hit. And the bosses, you're right on top of them. The first boss glitched out to where he, I hit him once and he stayed in that state and I could just go to town on him while I'm losing health. So I'm bashing the button to make sure I kill him before the game kills me. And it just took me out of it pretty quickly. Um, it's not that hard, but it gets decently hard. I got up to, I got in like somewhere in the 20s. So I'm almost halfway through and I, I, I gave up on it. Um, I, I won't be returning to it. I think it's one of those games where for five bucks, it's not a bad deal. Like you could totally get in on this game, figure out if it's for you. Maybe you'll find a play style because there's nine different play styles. Maybe you'll find one that suits you a little bit more than it suited me. Maybe the ranged attack, maybe the magician, the one I didn't play maybe is the golden goose. And that's the one that I should have played, but uh, it's good. It's not great. Again, I'm sorry. East Asia soft. Um, I hope you <laughs> still want to partner and uh, send games our way. It's, it's a, it's got a good heart again gorgeous pixel art love that little floaty combat needs a little bit of work if they can work on those things maybe in a future patch i'd be all in for five bucks though give it a shot for yourself it's called hell breachers pretty much available wherever you want to play your games gotham knights delayed to 2022 but the team says we'll get a new look at the game in the next few months and i think there's an interesting question here because you delay a game that's fine that's okay. They did. They wanted to delay it to make it great. I'm all for that. 2021 was, how do I say, um, a leap. We a know got dream. him. 
they right, and we know God of War is going to follow pretty soon. Like that shit ain't dropping. But we, but we still hope. I mean, I feel you. It's probably twenty twenty two, but we can only hope. We can only hope, and that's okay. Like I expect games to get delayed with COVID. You expect it when it doesn't happen. It's like hell yeah, pleasant surprise. Um, so I kind of saw this one coming. But IGN raised a really good question on their Xbox podcast podcast unlocked as I was listening to it, and I couldn't help but again, not my original idea or thought or question, but I wanted to raise it to you because I think it's worth exploring for a moment here. I'm okay with the game being delayed. It is what it is. Like I said, polish is polished. Let's play a great game when it's ready. But during DC fandom, when they announced this game, they also announced suicide squad kills the justice league. And that was 2022 for next gen only PS five and series S and X and S this game was for everything. Uh, all platforms and coming in 2021. There's that separation there. By 2022, a lot of people are going to have the console. You're ready to move on. But now you're going to introduce a game that's on PS4 and Xbox One in two years, essentially, from the time it was announced. So that's number one. But number two, what does this delay do to Suicide Squad, a game that was already supposed to come out in 2022? Can you release two DC games in the same year, or are you going to eventually push that one to maybe 23. I think that'll probably get pushed as well. I would imagine. I, I think imagine. they're going to space it out. They're not going to have them come out at the same time. Now, two different studios here. We're talking about WB Montreal for Gotham Knights, and you're talking about Rocksteady for Suicide Squad. So, And Rocksteady's been working on this game for five years. So like, maybe they don't need to delay it. A lot of it was pre-COVID, if you will. and you know, But, but from a WB slash DC perspective... Do you want to put all your eggs in the 2022 basket and release two huge tentpole games? Now, one could be February and one could be November. And you get a lot of space between them. But maybe do you go February and then delay Suicide Squad just a couple of months and maybe to next February or March to give it its full year in the sun and to maybe dominate 22 and 23 so they're not competing against each yeah. other. Yeah, that that that's kind of where I'm at. I'm one a year. I, I think you do two. I think you're risking a little bit. You know, just I mean, again. If, if it's not perfect, touch it up. Maybe they're touching a four PS five or something else. Again, uh, uh, this, this didn't hurt me because like, I think you said we, we expected this. Yeah. For me, the one thing I hope Gotham Knights hits hard for this delay is it drops this, the current gen versions. We just don't need, and I, I guess we could say last gen, just drop the four in the Xbox one version. I, I doubt forward. they, I doubt they will, but I, I just hope that they, they still work on it for the With PS5 With 2022 version. being the new date, and we don't even know the date, that, that just gives another we, we year. We hope it's 2022. <laughs> right, that just gives another year for these consoles to be in everybody's hands. And yeah. you know, people are saying September, October, November. By this holiday, pretty much they're going to be available as you want them. So if they're going to be available by the time this game's out, why are we wasting our time with a version that people that will be obsolete? The PS4 will be two years older. Then from the time you even but again, again it. but there will be people who aren't, you know, lucky enough or fortunate enough to be able to reason get to play my five hundred dollar console that I haven't turned on in over a week. Give me a fucking reason. I'm tired of the games coming to both. I, I, I hate that Resident Evil's doing it, and that's in May of this year. It's just like give me a goddamn exclusive, and I hate exclusives, but I paid five hundred fucking dollars, and I want my money's worth because I'm not getting it right now. So. You know, that's, I guess, a little selfish, but I digress. I oh, fuck that. I said it again. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> I'm so self-aware. I, I just let's move on. I'm tired. Well, 
The next story, I, I think, will lighten the mood. Intriguing new details about the new Pokemon Snap have been announced. Please go listen to my Nintendo where I went through uh, Nintendo's 2021 and the Pokemon Presents where I predicted some things I'd like to see in the game, a la day-night cycles. We're going to get them. It's been confirmed. You can play levels at the daytime and the nighttime, and different Pokemon will appear for each uh, kind of segment. And not only that, what I really love what this game's doing for replayability is when you played the old Pokemon Snap game on 64, you could absolutely predict when all the Pokemon were going to hit if you play it enough. You know where Dodoo is popping out. You know when Pikachu is going to be there. You know when Electabuzz is going to be there. You know the Voltorbs, the Electrodes, and the you know when the Zubat's going to fly out the door in the second level. And it's all predictable. But what I love about what this game's doing is the first time you go through the level, there will be a certain amount of Pokemon. But as you get better and as you progress and as you get more research points and take better photos, that means more new Pokemon will be available through subsequent playthroughs. And that just increases replayability, meaning you yep. can't just breeze through it in one go. That's awesome. Yeah, then you're like, oh, this Pokemon's over here. This guy's over here. The more show up. Yeah, I agree. That's a nice touch. So there's a lot of new different things I would go recommend because we're not going to recap them all here. Like I said, day nights and dynamic Pokemon and all this cool stuff. If you want all of these changes that they were allowed to show in the half hour closed doors demo, go check out. I would recommend Nintendo life. They have, I believe an eight and a half minute video. GameSpot has one, but he says Pokemon and that always fucking pisses me off. IGN's is decent. I would recommend Nintendo Life's eight-minute preview of all these cool different changes coming to new Pokemon Snap. The game is a month and five days away. That's it. Just 35 There's your new game to hold you over for a little while. 35 more sleeps, maybe 36 more sleeps until I can play that game. Boy, howdy, I cannot wait. Resident Evil is doing another showcase in April. We got one. I can't remember. Maybe January or something like that. Might have been Feb. I think. Yeah, but I think it was February. Uh, but we got a look at Village. We got Reverse. We got the, the demo that they dropped on us for PlayStation Five exclusively, and then that was it. It was very unnecessary. But you know what? I'll take it. We're gonna get another one of those showcases in April. Here's what I would say: expect obviously more on Village. You're gonna get your final trailer. Yeah. Expect more on Reverse, and expect more specifically on the beta. I think they're gonna drop the beta that day or this following day. And open, and it'll be an open beta, so you can go join it and get all hyped up and play re- uh, Reverse. I do not and would not expect anything on a new game. Don't expect a Resident Evil 4 remake or anything like that announcement because Village ain't out yet. I don't think they're going to pump you know a, all this marketing to a new game before their tentpole Resident Evil 8, this Village game hits, which is only May 7th. So maybe any, later this year we'll see. Any, any chance for the trailer for the movie? You know what? They hit us with a little bit of Netflix news in the last one, too. So good point. Absolutely. I'm going to say you're absolutely 100% getting some sort of not the live action or the Wesker thing. I think that Netflix CG one that we're getting, I think it's called Umbrella something or other. They just came out with the name this week. We're absolutely getting a trailer there. Good call. Okay, good, because I, I definitely need to see that. And the last store we have in gaming, Nintendo and Niantic are partnering for more mobile games, beginning with the Pikmin AR gaming app. Who thought Pikmin was dead? I think everybody. I think Pikmin's still dead. <laughs> well, they just released Pikmin 3 Deluxe in October. It's the best-selling Pikmin game of all time. And it's, wow. the fucking re- it's the fucking Wii U port on Switch. And, of course, when you put it on Switch, people are going to buy it. It's just a fact of life now. So Pikmin's back, and... 
a little bit. And they even have little Pikmin hiding in Super Nintendo World in Japan. They even have little Pikmin hiding throughout the park that you got to find as the tourist. And so, like, they're slowly integrating Pikmin back into the world. And for Niantic, who, if you don't know, they do this little thing called Pokemon Go. Uh, Never heard of it. See, Nintendo partnered with DNA in 2015 to do all these mobile apps. They said they were going to revolutionize Mario Run, uh, Fire Emblem. I can't remember what it's called. Um, Animal Crossing, some Pocket Camp, I think it's called. And while some of them are doing okay, majority of them stink. And so let's stop that partnership. Let's look at what Niantic is doing with the billion dollar Pokemon Go app, billions and billions of dollars. And let's partner with them to do AR experiences where Pikmin will be hiding in real life and they're going to follow you around and it's going to make walking fun, which is already what Pokemon Go is supposed to do. And so I think to myself, what other mobile games and apps and things like that are Niantic going to bring in an AR functionality? I don't know. I'm not here to speculate that. I think Nintendo's got a billion franchises up its sleeve, but to know A, Pikmin's not dead, but B, we can walk around and get little Pikmin. I'm psyched on that. It'll come later this year. The, the story here is that Niantic is now the partner instead of DNA. Who knows what's going to happen there? But expect more Nintendo apps to come your way over the next few years. They said they were done. They lied. Go figure. They're back, baby. Let's get into our final topic of the night, your weekly WADA spotlight. Weekly Wada this week is a game that I know both of us played hours on end. My only complete inbox in my collection that's graded by Wada is Goldeneye 007. Yes. Classic N64 game. I have it in an 8, 8.0 complete inbox. Flip to the back. The box was graded in 8.0. The manual was graded in 9.4. And the cart was graded a 7. Gave me the overall grade of 8. So, you know, there's potentially that if I do find a better cart that's, you know, looking good, again, I could probably switch out to open this up, switch out the carts, send it in to get regrading, and God willing, maybe get a nine or something like that complete in box. Again, just the, the prices for to, uh, a sealed one, it's just like, it's just too much. Like right now, just to give you an example, there's a VGA for a 7.0 for two grand. There's a VGA player's choice. There's a 95 VGA. It's they're a 96. Ask, they're asking 10 grand. Sure. And there's an and there's an 80, 85 player's choice VGA for 7K. And then if you switch to WADA, they have an 8, was an 8.5 at WADA for 6.5K. Then there's a WADA player's choice 5.5 for 3K. So it, prices are definitely out. Again, this is third the third best selling N64 game with 8 million copies this was based off the 95 movie and you know, again probably like you i have good memories of being in pino's basement watching it on the what the 55 inch screen tv playing multiplayer yeah. the one where you can rub your fingernails up and down it and it made fun sounds yeah that one the one where if you look behind it you'll find his dad's collection yes yes exactly <laughs> exactly exactly <laughs> this was you know developed by rare published by nintendo this was only developed for two and a half years. I did not know that. It was how fast that they kind of brought this game together. Um, IGN gave it a 9.7 out of 10. GameSpot gave it a 9.8 out of 10. Metacritic was a 96 out of 100. Nintendo Power gave it a 9 out of 10. Um, I mean, the story mode, I definitely played. I did like it, but I think I played more probably multiplayer. How about you? Uh, single player and i still do it's a matter of fact i'm looking at my golden eye cart in my n64 right now it's the one that's sitting there i love i can run through that multiplayer 
in just like an hour or two. Matter of fact, it was like going to be my next speed game before I hung up the old uh, speed running boots. Ah, so you, you got to get back to it then. Never. I'm done. Speed d- I mean, it, it, it's it's a shame that they, they canceled that remaster. I did see the, the footage on YouTube with the Xbox. Again, I thought it looked beautifully. Hopefully one day, you know, the whole game actually will get finished and it'll come out. Um, well, listen, is- if he crushes it at Dr. Fate and hey, Rosin <laughs> makes a comeback. Hey, you, 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 you never know. know. But again, if you, if you grew up having 64, GoldenEye was a classic game. So I'm just happy that I even have it in a complete inbox. It's amazing that any N64 games are still sealed because my boxes got ripped to shreds when I was younger. So that's your weekly wada, GoldenEye 007. This was episode 230. Thank you so much to everybody for hanging on. We got done it in a pretty uh, pretty good fashion, but I'll tell you, like we said, if we didn't split that spoiler cast off, we're looking at three hours here. Like we no, we would have had the we would have had the four hour cut. So uh, we spared you of that, but check that out in a couple days. Our Snyder Cut spoiler cast. Please, please, please check that out if you're interested at all. But thank you so much to everybody for hanging out with us for the last couple hours. We appreciate you, and we'll see you next week with episode two thirty one. Quack, quack, quack. <laughs>